When you're in the market for a new car, you want a vehicle that conquers your daily commute, easily handles the elements, and looks great too. You need the reliability of a Toyota and the confidence that your investment will last. Why? Because after all the carpools, shopping trips, and weekends out, you want a car that still has plenty of miles left in it and holds its value for a great trade-in deal. That's where Toyota leads the pack as the number one resale value brand for 2024, according to Kelly Blue Book's KBB.com. So check out the all-new, fully redesigned 2025 Camry or test drive a stylish and affordable Corolla sedan or hatchback. And remember, when you choose Toyota, you're not just buying a car for today, you're investing in trade-in value for tomorrow. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals, for more. Vehicles projected resale value is specific to the 2024 model year. For more information, visit kellybluebookskbb.com. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. Toyota, let's go places. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hello, and welcome to Happier, a podcast about ideas and observations about how to build more happiness into everyday life without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. This week, we'll talk about planning 18 for 2018 and interview the legendary cartoonist and writer, Roz Chast. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. And Elizabeth, I cannot wait to hear your list of 18 goals for 2018. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And Gretch, I am just as anxious to hear yours. I can't wait. Yes, yes. And then we'll have to have a competition as to who's <laughs> accomplishing them faster. Yes, of course yes. you'll win. No, I don't know. Because you're one who likes to cross tasks off. Well, I put some easy tasks on my list, as will be revealed, so that I get some instant <laughs> gratification. Um, but listen, I have to say, we had such a great Christmas together. It's so fun when we're both in Kansas City at the same time. Yeah, another awesome Christmas. And we got, Jack got a lot of cousin time. So yes. that was nice. Yes. Um, Gretchen, before we dive in, we want to remind everyone that every day in January, we're going to be posting something on Instagram, a picture of something that makes us happier um, or healthier, helps us keep our good habits uh, with the hashtag happier podcast. And we want everyone to join us and then we can um, all feel good about all these happy things in our lives. Yes. Well, it was it was hugely fun last year. So we're going to bring it back for 2018. And Alyssa, speaking yes. of 2018, our try this at home tip is plan your 18 for 2018. And in episode 147, 
we introduced this idea, which was our way of adapting an idea from our listener, Mary, because in her happiness project, she decided to do 35 things while she was 35 years old. And in that episode, we talked about our first five, but we promised that we would reveal our full 18. So to hear the first five, go back to 147. Um, (laughs) But let's pick up, Elizabeth, with your list. Now, we had talked about maybe putting something on each other's lists, but we did not do that. So maybe we'll do that next year. Okay, yeah, that'll be step two. <laughs> step yeah. two. Yeah, so what are, what's, yeah. what's the rest of your list look like? Okay, uh, number six is get my wall of photos up. Adam and I want to do a wall of family photos, so get getting that up Nice. number six. Number seven is starting my outdoor glassware collection because now we're doing all this outdoor entertaining. I need to have plastic, nice plastic to use out there. Oh, nice. Uh, number eight, have a dinner party. This has been a dream of mine for <laughs> like a decade. So yes. have a dinner party. Yes, yes. Your renovation, uh, nine, your renovation is winding down like the time is right. Yes. Okay, number nine, this is really high-minded. Mm-hmm. Refresh my Botox. Mm-hmm. I've discussed on Happier in Hollywood that I use a little bit of Botox. I'm too lazy to do it very often, which is why I had to put it on this list. Mm-hmm. But I've just been noticing that I really could use it. So okay. I'm sure we'll hear from people who don't like that idea, but it's on my list. Okay. Uh, number 10, see my college friends. All of my college friends are on the East Coast, yeah. right? Like from, you know, Miami to New York. And it's like to and and one's in Massachusetts. And it's like, I just need to see them. So that's on my list. Well, but your number, uh, your, your number four was plan a family trip to New York City. So maybe you can combine those things. Ah, because, yes. Um, it's a long way to come to the East Coast, but there's a lot of people you want to see here. Yes. Number 11 is figure out Instagram story. So I'm good with the Instagram, Gretch, but I cannot figure out this Instagram story. And everyone's doing Instagram story and I feel totally out of it. Okay. Uh, on my list, foreshadowing, I'm also going to talk uh-huh. about upping my Instagram game. So maybe you and I can collaborate on like really, really getting our hands around how to use all the bells and whistles of Instagram. I would like to do that. We can yes. collaborate. Uh, number 12, I want to read the book Feminist Fight Club. My sister-in-law, Olivia, gave it to me for Christmas last year, and she loves it, and I still haven't read it, and I've heard it's great. <laughs> number 13, Gretch, comes a recommendation from Eliza, which is watch American Vandal on Netflix. Oh, yes, she recommended it on Eliza starting at 16, and I have been meaning to watch it, too. Oh, I didn't put it on my list, but that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, number 14 is take Jack to Disneyland at least twice. And that's because I have a free pass to Disneyland and I never use it. Ooh. So I want to use it. And Gretchen, that's because I work for Disney. And so I have a free pass to go to Disney, ah. um, Disneyland, whenever I want, um, aside from certain blackout dates. So um, <laughs> I want to use my pass because I never use it. Yeah, that's great. 15, host a happier in Hollywood meetup. You and I had a meetup in LA uh, when you were in town this summer for happier. Yeah. And Sarah and I want to host one for happier in Hollywood. Oh, how fun. A lot of mine are sort of socializing related, I'm realizing. A lot of, you know, entertaining. That makes sense because you're a person who really values friendship and connecting. And I think you feel like that's something that gets pushed out in just sort of the busyness of everyday life. So that makes sense that this would be on your list. This is excellent. It sounds like it's working just the way it's supposed to. 
16 is go away for a weekend with just Adam. Oh, nice. We, I think we've only done that once, maybe twice since Jack was born. So it seems like a nice romantic thing to do. Number 17 is send out Christmas cards next year. I have oh. never sent out Christmas cards oh. in like, you know, other things that are sort of signals of adulthood. I think sending out Christmas cards is one of them. So oh. I'm uh, putting that on the list. And truthfully, that's probably the most daunting item on this list. That, for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Start early. Then, that's all I can say. Start early. It takes longer than you think. And then 18, Gretch, and this is probably the one I'm most chagrined about is um, to get my fat frozen. This is a very LA item. I don't even know what that is. Like there's this procedure you can get where they like, I don't even quite understand it. I I keep grilling people about it who've had it done, but it's like you get your fat frozen and it sort of melts away. And it, it's just a little helper on the uh, losing weight front. So my thing is if I lose 10 pounds, then I'll get my fat frozen. So I, I, you know, we'll, we'll see. Oh, so I, I totally misunderstood. It's frozen like as a way to get rid of it. I thought it was frozen like save it as this precious resource, like getting oh. your eggs frozen <laughs> or getting you know your no no no. Because I was like, why do you want to like? Fro- oh, okay. Have a yeah. pound yeah, of yeah, fat no, in yeah. the freezer. Well, well, do you remember that part from um, Bike Club? Uh, yeah, I, my mind just I did not understand that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyway, that's very vain and it's very LA, but it's on my list. It's very LA. I'm just I'm being honest. There you I'm go. Hey, we well, got to be honest with the list you've got to be real um okay gretch i'm dying to hear yours okay so mine I, you know i didn't step back and look for themes the way you did that was a good thing i should i wish i should have done that like oh they're all about social socializing but maybe we'll figure it out so one of mine is to take eleanor to get her contacts checked because mm. she got contacts and she can put them in but she says that they hurt her eyes and and um i kept saying like you just have to get used to them but i think clearly like for some reason mm. they're not working so i need to like make an appointment take her in have that whole thing checked out. I wrote on my blog about a project that I did with his friend called Four to Llewellyn's Edge, which is like the coolest thing that I've ever created in my oh, whole I life. Love it. Yes. It's a photo project that we did with our children. And we did another one called Report to the Committee on Exploration. And we just stalled out. Mm. And I need to just we've got this amazing guy that we're working for. And I but we just need to like every week, you know, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? Because we're almost done with it and we just need to carry it over the finish line. So that will be like a huge Source yeah. of happiness when it's done. I just need to like. That's like years. Uh, yes. Culmination. Years, years. Yes. And so it's foolish now not to do those last little steps, but I just need to focus. And speaking of focus, I need to create a work calendar for the year. I realize this year is unusual for me. I have a lot of little projects, like instead of one big project or two big projects. And so I need to have, and I'm trying to figure out, should I do this month by month or should I do it by sort of like different areas that I'm working in? But I need to have something that I can have on my wall that at a glance, I can sort of remind myself of everything I've got going because I keep all of a sudden being like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot about this thing that I'm supposed to. I don't know. I feel kind of scattered. And speaking of that, I have these two little weird books. One is called Outer Order, Inner Calm, which is done, which is just this funny little book I wrote about outer order and inner calm. And then I'm also doing this weird little book called My Color Pilgrimage, and I need to figure out what the heck to do with it. So I need to, like, again, get these things in process, you know, like, can I sell outer order, inner calm? Like how, you know, just I I did the fun part, which is writing it. Now I have to, again, 
push it through. I've said it before and I'll say it again. You are the only person I know who <laughs> writes books for fun, just like for the heck of it. And you're like, oh, I wrote this book in my spare time. Now yeah. I've got to do something with it. Like, I love that about you. Well, they are little, little books. But um, yeah, no, I am not a person of broad interests, I, I have to say. <laughs> and then, you know, I love the sense of smell. I'm like obsessed with the sense of smell. And for a while, I was really like using that all the time. But I've sort of fallen out of the habit of like, putting on perfume several times a day mm. and like smelling my smell collection of weird, bizarre smells or burning scented candles. So I really want to get back into the habit of tapping into my love of that. And that brings me to number 11, which is I have a friend who's also obsessed with smell. And every once in a while, we'll go on a field trip to some like bizarre store or perfume store or scent store. And Alyssa, you said you said before that you wanted me to introduce a note of whimsy. And so my yes. my my note of whimsy is I'm going on a perfume field trip with this friend. So I have to oh, schedule fun. that. Yeah. Number 12 is, you know, I do my Ask Gretchen Rubin Live uh, show on Facebook and I need to upgrade my phone so that I have a better mm. camera. I am hearing amazing things about the iPhone 10, by the way. Oh, are you? Because I don't. Yeah. But like I know on Happier in Hollywood, Sarah was talking about how much she loved the portrait setting. But I, my phone's too old. I don't even have the portrait setting. So I'm just realizing. Yeah, I, I don't either. I need to upgrade. Uh, okay. And I talked about this. I, one of mine is to understand Instagram features and use it regularly. So you and I are going to hold each other accountable on that. Maybe we'll talk each other through. Oh, this is one that I meant to do for the new year and kind of forgot, which is to think of a cause as a family and really talk about what we wanted to support and decide, let set aside a certain amount of money and decide to give it as a family. It's just a way to talk through what do we think is important? What do we want to support? I think that'd be a good family exercise. Well, that's a great idea. You know what? I'm going to add a number 19 to my list oh. and put that on my list. Yeah, I think that's I'm something. i have 19 for 18. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, don't stop at 18. One is I need to write this workshop, this Four Tendencies workshop. That's just like a big, I don't know, is that legit to just put like a work item on there? But I'm like, I don't know. You're, the focus of your scratch is very work oriented. If mine is socializing, um, yours is, is very work oriented. Well, list. you know, I wonder if that's because I've been traveling so much in the fall that I feel mm -hmm. like I'm disconnected from my usual um, yeah. work habits. And so I'm feeling yeah. this yearning to like, because a lot of this is about, getting a handle on execution. Mm -hmm. You're right. Cause I have felt very like, like I can't, I just don't have enough time at my desk. This kind of the, like for the last several months, we have all this stuff with housing works is where we give away like our books and our clothes or anything, you know, we want to donate and it's all in our guest room and it's just been, mm -hmm. there's just the piles have been growing and growing. So I need to deal with that. Um, oh, number 17 is basically for listeners. I've had a steady stream of requests for a list of the try this at home yes. um, tips and also the happiness hacks. Like people saying like, do you have a list of these somewhere? And I've always been like, no, I don't have a list. And okay, I think the time has come. I'll make a list and then I'll try to update it at the end of every year. So I'll get this going through wherever I am. And then that'll just be a resource that people can have if, whenever they ask it. But I just need to, it's not, that won't be hard. I just need to sit down and do it. And then finally, number 18, I use Shutterfly as a way to make family photo albums. And I looked back to see how long it had been since I'd actually like taken pictures and turned them into a physical book. And it's been like 13 and a half months. So oh. I need to go. And that, again, that won't be hard, but it takes focus because you have to go through and like, which picture do you want to do it and create a file? And it's 
it's just like a process that I've been putting off for too long. So I want to do that. And then again, I'll get the photo album will be so exciting. I have this big treat at the end, but I have to get through the grunt work of it. All right. So those are our lists. We have a lot of exciting things coming up, Gretch. You yes. just have to actually follow through now. Now, I printed out my list and I posted it on my cork board. Elizabeth, have you like put your list up oh, somewhere? I have not, but I need to. Yeah. Maybe I'll put it. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll put it in my work office on the bulletin board by my treadmill desk. Oh, there you go. Yeah, because I think it is the kind of thing where part of it is just having it up. Like you were saying in the earlier episode about buying a black purse. Once it's in your mind, then you're much yeah. more likely to do it. And it's interesting just as as why this works, because already from the previous episode, we've gotten a lot of people's lists and people are really having fun with it. I think there's all different ways of making. There's New Year's resolutions. There's the way we picked one word theme for the year. That's another way of there's all different ways of making lists or setting priorities. And I think they all have kind of their own fun and their own strength and appeal. And so it's fun to have different ways of doing it because I yeah. think you you sort of tackle different aspects of how to be happier because you think about it in kind of a different way depending on what the format is. Yes. So let us know if you do try this at home. And as I said, we've already been getting lots of lists. They are tons of fun to see. I think I'm going to start adding more to my list, kind of my my shadow list of things that I'm copying from other people's lists. And it's fun to see how people, like, a lot of them have been very elaborate in their presentation. So let us know what you try and if it's working for you and what's on your list. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Email us at podcast at GretchenRubin.com or you can go to happiercast.com slash 149. This is episode 149 for everything related to this episode. Coming up, we talk to the brilliant Roz Chast. But first, a little break. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. I now work with a team, and I am here to say that finding the right candidate and hiring the right candidate is one of the very biggest and most important challenges to anyone who has a small business. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. There are some stories about our father's life that I truly never get tired of hearing. From hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting, his retelling of the events always brings me joy. Just in time for Father's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all his stories for our family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your father or father figure's life for years to come. And, Gretch, you get a book of all these stories. And I love just keeping a book on the coffee table and anyone from any generation can see a story from dad, like what was his favorite toy or what was his first job. 
Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Give all the fathers in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to StoryWorth.com happier. That's StoryWorth.com happier to save $10 on your first purchase. All right, Gretchen, we have a great interview today. Our guest is a genius. <laughs> we are thrilled to be talking to Roz Chast, an American cartoonist and a staff cartoonist for The New Yorker. Since 1978, she has published more than a thousand cartoons in The New Yorker. And she also writes books. She's a number one New York Times bestselling author. She wrote the brilliant, thought-provoking, very unusual memoir about her relationship with her parents called Can't We Talk About Something More Pleasant, which won many prestigious awards and is a fantastic book. She has a new super charming book called Going Into Town, A Love Letter to New York. So, Roz, welcome so much. It's so exciting to have you here in the studio in Brooklyn. Oh, well, I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah. Now, did you come? I know you live in Ridgefield, Connecticut. Did you come from there? No, actually, I have a little, as a friend of mine calls it, a pomme de terre in the oh. city. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I came from my place in the city. Oh, okay. Well, so you have this beautiful book, Going Into Town, all about New York, and I love New York. Liz has lived in New York and, and only recently has yes. sort of stopped mourning for New York because she lives in L.A. So, But explain to people how you got the idea for this book because I think it's so charming. Well, the, the original idea for the book came from the fact that my daughter uh, went to school at School of Visual Arts in Manhattan. But as you mentioned, we she grew up in Connecticut where we lived. And she'd come into the city with me many, many times times, but I wanted to check before she left for college to see how much of the city, the layout of the city, she understood, partly because, uh, you know, just for her own, you know, sense of security and also because I wanted her to enjoy the city. So, uh, you know, I said, well, the city's laid out like a grid. And she said, what do you mean? <laughs> um, and so I got a piece of paper and I'm explaining, here's the avenues, here's the streets. It's very hard to get lost. You know, you want to go from 52nd to 56th Street, you walk uptown four blocks, you know, straightforward. And she actually said to me, what's a block? <gasps> no. Yes, oh, wow. yes, yes, yes. Because we live in this town where there is some sidewalk, but where the street we live on has no sidewalk, and they don't refer to them as blocks. Oh. Uh, so that was terminology that she was not, you know, completely familiar with. And when I realized this, I realized that we had some work to do. Uh -huh. So I made her this booklet. It was about like 12 or 14 pages, just something she could stick in her back pocket, like a little pamphlet about getting around New York. And that was the title of the book, was uh, Nina's Basic Guide to Manhattan. <laughs> and uh, it was just a lot of just sort of, here's the west side, here's the east side. Fifth Avenue divides the oh, east side from I, the west side. Can yeah. I just say, when I saw that, I was like, I'm so glad that somebody has just spelled that out because it's one of the great mysteries of New York, which no one ever, no one who lives in New York thinks to tell you That's that true. 135 East 68th Street and 135 West 68th Street have nothing to do with each other and East becomes West at 5th. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. It's funny. There's things I realized with like guidebooks to New York 
there are these very basic things that they don't tell people. They tell you like where you should go and what you should see. Right. Um, you know, go to Soho, go to the, but they don't tell you this sort of just basic architecture. Yeah. Uh, and I told her about the West Side trains and the East Side trains and what a cross street was, you know, because you're going to hear the term cross street a lot. And it had drawings in it. It had little cartoons, little silly drawings. And uh, and at the end of four years, she gave it back to me. And she said, Mom, this was really, really helpful. Thank you so much. And my friends used it. And I used it. And it looked like pretty, you know, well-worn. It was dog-eared and, you know, notes and stuff. And um, I sent it to my agent. I said, do you think there's a book here? <gasps> and she said, oh, definitely. So originally, it was going to be just a sort of guide. But as I was writing it, I realized that there was a lot more that I wanted to put in, you know, and not just this guide, but, you know, kind of like a thank you letter and a love letter to Manhattan, yes. because it was really the first time in my life, the first place in my life where I thought I could be maybe happy. Ah. So, Roz, I'm wondering if writing this book helped you process that your daughter was leaving for college. Was that sort of part of the impetus? Oh, you mean writing the book, the pamphlet? You mean writing the pamphlet? Yeah. Oh, 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 yes. oh. Um, not a, well. I wasn't really. She was my second kid to leave for college, mm. and also since she was going to school in New York, I knew I would see her. Mm. Um, yeah. So oh, that's true. I wasn't that's like too. I wasn't too freaked out about it. Um, I mean, it probably did a little bit because it was you know being able to connect with her a little bit more, but um, I wasn't too freaked out about her going to college. Well, one of the things about being uh, what you do is this just like this need to be constantly creative, constantly seeing potential in things and having kind of a perspective on it. How, do, or do you have any habits or anything that you do that feeds your creativity that like or is that not an issue or do you keep notebooks? Do you sit down in the same place every day? Do you never sit down in the same place every day? <laughs> I have yeah. a studio at home. It's sort of now become like two studios. I have the place where I draw, but then I have a sort of little office downstairs where my laptop is. And so mm. um, I guess I'm pretty much a creature of habit. Uh-huh. Uh, and so you don't need to do anything to get ideas. It just seems like you need to be very, like what you do, you're very prolific. Like you're constantly. I like to do stuff. You uh -huh. know, I like to work. I'm lucky that, you know, I don't have to do just one single thing and do that, you know, endlessly it's like even with the cartoons there's different types of cartoons there's you know single panels there's multi-panels there's you know like a full page yeah maybe thinking about a cover uh maybe thinking about something weird collages and then there's other like crafts things you know there's embroideries or you know i just feel like there's so many different uh things to do so, so for you, it's not a question of having ideas. It's just a question of what's the best, what's the best place to express that idea, the best vehicle for that idea. Well, it's both. I mean, yeah, ideas. That's the hardest part. It's yeah. getting the idea of what to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that's always the hardest part. Um, but it, that's all part of it, you know. So, like, do you, if you take a walk for, like, if you feel any kind of writer's block or cartoonist block where you would, you know, say, okay, let me do something to stimulate ideas, or do you just sort of wait for them to appear? Um, I write stuff down here and there. I sometimes, I do take walks. I drink coffee. <laughs> uh, uh, 
As one does. As one does. Uh, you know, I don't know. Um, I look back at sometimes old cartoons, ones that I like to see if there's a way mm. of reworking them, if I still believe in the idea. Uh, and that happens a lot, that if I really like a cartoon that's been rejected, a lot of times yeah. I look at it and I, and I don't resubmit it as it is. I, I think, I still like this. Let's see if there's a better way, you know, to edit it, to make it funnier, you know. So did you, how do you deal with rejection? Like, are you just inured to it when you were starting out? Was it hard? Are you a person who takes it, it rejection get, easily? It or? sucks. <laughs> it is never, <laughs> rejection is terrible. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But there's, um, it's part of what I do, you yeah. know? Well, you're, and actually, cartoon, there's been so much discussion of like how hard it is to like get a cartoon in The New Yorker. I mean, for you, I'm sure it's much easier than it is for for the, for ordinarily, but it's just, it is a it's very... It's so hard, di- and yeah. I get rejected all the time. I mean, yeah. I didn't tell anything last week. This, you know, it's part of the, it's again, part of the job, but right. I also think I'm so lucky to be able to do what I want to do for a living, yeah. you know? So I always, that balances it out, you know, because it's really the only thing I think I can do. No, it's, it's, it reminds me of how you yeah. always say that your job is to be criticized. Yeah, right. that's pretty it's much true, it. My I'm job a, is to be yeah. rejected. Yeah. 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 I'm a TV writer. So just I'm always handing in scripts and they're always getting criticized and you just have to. And it's never fun. But. No, no, it's horrible. You know, especially if you think that you've done something, you know, really wonderful and yeah. it gets, you know, rejected. Yeah. And if you stop caring, that means you've sort of stopped caring. Right. It's like right. the pain is part of it. It's part of it. So your new book is going into town, but the book, Can't We Talk About Something More Pleasant, at least to me from the outside, it looked like a very different, a big shift in sort of your creative output. It was a book. It had a very dark tone. It was a memoir, a very personal memoir. Uh, How did you make that shift? Was it something you were thinking about for a long time? Did it feel very different or did it just feel like kind of a natural outgrowth of of what you otherwise do? I think it it felt like a natural outgrowth. Um, I think... There's always been at least one strand in what I do that is somewhat autobiographical. Yes, and that's, you, can, you feel that as a reader. Yeah. yeah, and so this was a sort of natural outgrowth of that. And also in Can't We Talk About Something More Pleasant, there were many pages in that book. There were actually cartoons that I had done mm-hmm. um, that were not for, for the book that I had done, you know, in the years previous about things I that had happened with my parents that I had no idea at the time that I would be putting them in this book, but that when I was putting the book together, I realized that this was, you know, perfect for the book. Right, 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 right. You know? And did you did you enjoy doing something in such a different form, like extended like that instead of the cartoon kind of when you were to like one page? I enjoyed it in the sense that I, I like, there's, there's something important it feels like to me to do something different mm-hmm. to it may not be like enjoying the same way. Like I enjoy going to my favorite Mexican restaurant and having like, <laughs> a glass, a glass or two of wine or yeah, margarita. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, a little bit more panic, panicky. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like not like, Oh, this quesadilla is coming pretty yeah, yeah, soon, yeah. but like, right. Oh crud. Yeah. I don't know, you know what I'm doing here. Um, but still, it seems important in some way and, and gratifying to learn a new thing, to learn how to do a new thing, to kind of get into it and figure out how to do it. Yeah. You know, where the best you can. Well, <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't work. 
Yeah, Gretchen, that's like you talk about living in an atmosphere of growth, and right. that's like classic atmosphere of growth. It may not feel good, but the results are worth it. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, right. You totally. feel insecure or anxious or angry yeah. or yeah. dumb or, yeah, but you have to push through that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Roz, I'm so curious because there's very few, at least to the world at large, of like p- famous cartoonists, <laughs> you know, it's you and Gary Larson and Charles Schultz. It's like we don't... How, what's it like to be in that that group? Because so many people, this is a job that they would fantasize about having. You know, what does it feel like? Oh well, like coming here on the subway, I just had like fight fighting people off. <laughs> the paparazzi, yeah, the paparazzi. Yeah. You know, waiting there on the on the L train platform. It was like. You know, they were probably like just very yeah. shy to yeah. come up uh-huh. to me. I think yes. you know, yes. they, they they knew. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I I think being a cartoonist, one of the things I like about it is that there's some there's anonymity to uh-huh. it. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not on late night talk shows. Yeah. You're, you're just kind of nobody really knows so much what you look like. Every once in a while, somebody says, "Are you Lula?" And it's like. Yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. I am. Thank you for noticing. But, you know, it's not like but you, you have know. a very distinctive name. I would imagine that yes. if you said like, "Oh, I'm Roz Chast," someplace like some people would be like, "Whoa!" It's not like being named like Stephen Smith or something. Yeah, like yeah, a million it's a of distinctive them. name. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but most and your handwriting is so familiar. It's yeah. like I bet you'd be like you'd be handwriting identified if somebody ever saw your <laughs> yeah. handwriting, like. Teacher's note. It's like, oh my gosh, this is Ross Chas. That's so funny because it just seems like such a nothing handwriting to oh, me. Really? Yeah. It's like your font. Do you have like a font named after you? I. It just seems like such a regular nothing handwriting. Oh well, you should see my handwriting and Alyssa's handwriting. You, yeah. Then you will see some true. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. No, I, I think there is. You know, most writers. I mean, unless you're, you know, a person who's like a personality. Most people are, you know, we're anonymous. Right. So, but you're known by name. Like if somebody, uh, yes, said, if yes. somebody said like, oh, Roz, who's Or the work. Yeah. You know, the that, work is the so work, known. Yeah. I, and that's, uh, that is how I like it. <laughs> now, Roz, you were very game and took the quiz, the four yes. tendencies quiz, so that we could find out what your tendency is. So big reveal. Yeah. I'm What's a, your... I'm a rebel. Uh, but I don't want to be. Now, why don't you want to be a rebel? <laughs> it just seems so, like, I'm going to, I don't want to, I don't like to offend people and i don't like to like get anybody like i just i i don't know it just um but the thing about being a rebel is you can still have a high value on other people you can be a very considerate person or like you can be a very idealistic person it's just that you're being that way because that's what you choose you don't feel like you have to you're like well if i don't if you ask me to do something and i don't want to do it i just won't but it's not. But I could still show consideration for you as a person. Yeah, I think I'm a, I'm a stealth stealth rebel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that term. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and given, I mean, what I know from your upbringing, from your book, maybe that helped you because at a certain oh, yeah. point you were like, I'm I'm out of here. Um, yes, yeah, yes. And, but like, if somebody says some something like an idea, and I don't want to do it, like I'll say, Wow, that's a really interesting. That's a good idea, you know. But then I'll just do what I want. Just to walk do. away. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So that's like the good part of being a rebel. Yeah, there's freedom. Yes, there's freedom. There's freedom, but definitely stealth. Uh huh. Definitely. You don't present as you don't think as a. I hope not. Yeah. Yeah. I guess when I think of rebel, I think of somebody, I don't know, wearing like black leather oh. and no no yeah. no no yeah no. no a lot of rebels just it's just a question of like why do you if somebody asks you to do something how do you react 
Yeah. It's like if you're like, well, I'll do it if I want, but not if I don't. Yeah. 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 That's pretty much it. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Um, Now, we often ask people if they have a try this at home tip. Now, maybe do you have a try this at home tip? Is there something that really works for you to be happier or healthier, more productive, more creative, something that... Well, lately I've been very into the ukulele. Really? Yes. yes. Oh, and how did you get into the ukulele? I have a very good friend, Patty Marks. I don't know if you know her, writer. Yeah, yeah, Um, sure. She wrote, um, yes. Yeah, uh, I guess one of the things she is known for, she wrote the emotional support animal piece for The New Yorker couple of years ago. Oh, yes. Oh, about where she was yeah, she leading had, increasingly uh, large animals yes, onto yes, airplanes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, she's... Uh, yes, she writes for The New Yorker. Yes, yes, she, yes. She, yes. She's yes. a dear friend, uh, yes. an uh, old friend of mine. And um, she went to a wedding this summer and she was in the wedding band and she was given a ukulele to play. And it's a very low bar instrument. Basically, yeah. it's four mm-hmm. strings. It's very lightweight. And if you know three chords, you can play a ton of songs. Really? And and she said, Roz, you have to get a ukulele. So, <laughs> you know, um, I got this ukulele and I thought, well, it was $47. You know, it was from Amazon. Yeah. And I just thought if I, and it was turquoise and it, had a, sh- and it had a shark bridge. <laughs> so it was very cute to look at. Right. And I thought, if I don't like it, you know, I'm just out $47, you right. know, so what? So I fell in love with it. I fell totally in love with it. And so since the beginning of September, I've been playing. And it is really, it is more fun than I could ever have imagined. Because, and it's pretty easy. Like, you can. Very easy. Very, very easy. I mean, as opposed to something like... The guitar. Uh, the guitar, or even... I mean, I was thinking about, like, you know, learning the violin. You probably have to get a certain amount of good before you even sound like anything. Yes. And then yeah. you just can play, like, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little yeah. Star or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, after months. After yeah. months. Yeah. The ukulele, like, within a week, you can be, like, strumming and, like, singing. And you also get to sing, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's very silly i mean my husband hears me singing and 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 it's like when i'm singing he says you it's it sounds like you're almost kind of like embodying like this like who you imagine the singer is like when i'm singing um like i'll fly away or like oh or rocky top i'm sort of obsessed with rocky top oh right like oh dolly parton dolly parton yes when i'm singing i'm like like Suddenly, I've like grew grew up in Appalachia. Yeah, you know, I don't know how it happened. I wear, I'm wearing like you know this like weird like gingham-y sort of dress, and like I'm just like singing, you know, and oh I gosh. and then but then I'm playing like you know sitting on the dock of the bay, and I'm like suddenly I'm Otis Redden, and like yeah, I've seen it all. I'm sitting on wow. the dock of the bay. So it's there's something sort of hilarious to me about a ukulele. Well, it's even the fun. name ukulele, yeah. I just wanted. Yeah. Excuse to say the word ukulele yeah. all the time. Yes, that is a fantastic try. This at home, I am going to get a ukulele. <gasps> I will not sing with it, but I will strum it. Will you please tell me how it goes? I will because it is it is so much fun, and you will. Oh, this is very exciting that you're going to get a ukulele. Oh, hundred percent. Okay, yes, I, I am now get a own three. Oh my god! Oh wow! <laughs> this is bad. This I is have, a new book. This is. I have one ukulele <laughs> in my apartment in New York. I have another ukulele now those are both see also about ukuleles you have different sizes the soprano ukulele which is a smallish one then the next size up that's 21 inches it's kind of bitsy there's actually even in a smaller one called a sopranino which is 
uh, uh, totally tiny. It's absurd looking. It's like the size of this book. It's like a dollhouse. It's ukulele. a dollhouse ukulele. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So, the, but the typical ukulele is a soprano. So I have two of those, and then a concert ukulele, which is two inches. It's like twenty three inches instead of twenty one, and the sound is richer. And that's what I'm obsessed with right okay. now. But it's the same chords. It's the same. Uh, it's four strings. It's it's G C. E A so dun, 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 dun. it's weird it's a little different from the guitar but so much fun so much fun excellent yeah. well, wow. Roz thank you so much for coming in today this ah, has been so much fun to you, talk Roz. to you well fun to talk to you too yes good uh, luck with the ukulele yes 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 and this book going into town it's for anybody that you give it to anybody who's going to New York because it tells you how to tell if a taxi is taken or not which mystifies all visitors how to figure out uptown from downtown why you don't get into an empty subway car when all the other cars are full. Um, it's so much fun. It was such a great reflection on New York. So thank you. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, Gretchen, it's time for demerits and gold stars, and you are up with a happiness demerit. Yes, this just cracks me up. So when, before I went to London, I was going through my backpack and taking out anything that was heavier that I didn't need just to, to lighten my load. And the way I organize my stuff is I have a little mini wallet where I keep my credit cards that I keep deep in my backpack. And then on the outside, I keep my debit card, cash, and my Metro mm. card. And so that's more accessible, but then it's also easier to lose. So that's how I organize things. So I was like, oh, I don't need this thing with my cash and my debit card and my Metro card. I will leave it here in New York City. And I, I remember thinking to myself, well, I don't want to just leave it out because it seems weird to just leave like your kind of yeah. a wallet kind of thing out in the open. Though why not? I mean, it would have been fine. So I'm going to put it someplace kind of out of sight. I distinctly mm. remember having that thought. <laughs> I cannot uh -huh. find it. It's this class, uh -huh. you know, where I'm like, oh, you know, it's like if you put something in a place so that it's not easy to see, pay attention because you will not easily see it when you go looking for it. I have no idea where I put it. This reminds me of when mom hid the silver <laughs> for years. We didn't know where it was. I think we were going out of town maybe and she hid yes. the silver. And she could not find it. No. And wow. I, as I recall, it was underneath a footstool that finally oh. just got moved. And then it was like, oh, oh there's, funny. there it is. Yeah. No, that was funny. So I have decided to just replicate the wallet. I've had to order a new debit card. Oh, I've, really? I, yes. I just feel, I, I mean, I had to have a subway card, a Metro card, mm. bought the exact same thing. And I feel like an idiot. And I'm sure in like three <laughs> years, I'll find it in some perfectly obvious place that I just haven't thought to use. So note to self, if you find yourself thinking, I will put this away in a place so no one will see it, make sure you really mm. ma don't do this kind of offhandedly the way I did. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Yes. Yes. Next time, <laughs> Elizabeth, I'm going to start texting you, you know, these yeah. mysterious things. Wallet is in underwear drawer or whatever. Yeah. 
So what's your gold star? Give us something happy. All right. I have a huge gold star this week, Gretch. Ah. Um, and it goes to Jack's nanny, Cynthia. And I've talked about her on the podcast before, but she makes our life work. Without her, like, it just, it would be a disaster. <laughs> she is just the most wonderful person and nanny. Like, she just, she goes out of her way every day to just care for Jack, like, in such a loving way. And she's, you know, strict when she needs to be strict. She's fun when it's, you know, time to be fun. She makes him great meals. She keeps track of his homework. She keeps track of what's going on at school. She makes play dates for him. She does special things for his birthday. I mean, and she just does it all like in the most effortless, seemingly effortless. I'm sure for her, it's a lot of effort pleasant way and she's just a delight and i love that she's just in our house every day and part of the family and um i just appreciate her so much and i you know i don't often just stop and tell her hey i appreciate you but it really is a daily thing that that you know we realize how lucky we are so i just want to give her a big gold star for being the greatest nanny oh that's such a great gold star that matters so much um, and that, that, yes, that's a great final note of happiness. Yes. Thank you, Cynthia. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Make your list of 18 for 2018. Let us know if you tried it and what's on your list. Special thanks to our terrific guest, Roz Chass. Her new book is Going Into Town, A Love Letter to New York. She has so many other great books. Thank you to our producer, Kristen Meinzer. Also, thanks to Andy Bowers of Panoply. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft and Gretchen is at Gretchen Rubin. Remember, for January, post a photo on Instagram of something that makes you happier using hashtag happierpodcast. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like the show, you know what to do. Go ahead and do it. Please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. The resources for this week, if you would like to see my habits manifesto, where I list all my manifesto for changing habits, like what we do every day matters more than what we do once in a while, or when we give more to ourselves, we can ask more from ourselves, or we should make sure the things we do to feel better don't make us feel worse. If you want to see the manifesto, email me at podcast.gretchenrubin.com. And I also have one-pagers if you're trying to do something better than before in 2018. Eating better than before, exercising better than before, reading better than before, or working better than before. I have these one-page things to help you change your habits. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward.